Yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm putting together a little anthology, a little shitty, little shit-filled, shit-stained anthology of, uh, of new work. And? And it's not anything major, but if you want, I can include one of your oh shitty little... Oh, my God! Yes! Yes! Oh, my God! Thank you! 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 All right, all right, all right. All right. Yes! God, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would always you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? You think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number 57, Adult World. So probably not a lot of people have seen this one, I'm assuming. Yeah, probably not. I think it made about 19,000 in box office. That's too bad. (laughs) Mostly uh, straight to VOD yet again from us. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Kind of a hidden gem. Yeah, I mean, it's a little small indie movie starring Emma Roberts, John Cusack, Evan Peters, etc. Kind of um, under the radar, if you will. Yeah. Emma Roberts, someone whose career we watch very closely. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for me... um, Was your first uh, awareness of her... Scream 4, that was when I wasn't, I don't think I was really aware of her before then. Yeah, uh, I would say so, but like, whenever I found out, you know, oh, this is Emma Roberts, I kind of was like vaguely aware that she was like on a Nickelodeon. Yeah, it does seem like she's been in a lot more things than I was, you know, for a time period of me being completely unaware of her. Well, yeah, she, I think it was mostly like kids' stuff. By the way, it's like I listen back to some of these episodes and it's like, what the fuck is going on with me? With just this whole, like, <laughs> like it takes me so long to say a sentence. I sound like Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Well, I mean, you get a little excited yeah, about sometimes what we're the, talking about. The brain moves a little too fast for the mouth to catch up. Well, you'll have that. All right. So, you know, for uh, regular listeners to the show, you'll already be aware of these things but we might as well point them out anyway uh we do have a twitter at greatest pod occasionally the director of a movie that we talk about listens to the episode it seems like the director of this movie should (laughs) scott coffee yeah uh unfamiliar with his other work well he's an actor mostly known for appearing in david lynch movies and stuff okay yeah um 
and being friends with Naomi Watts. Oh yeah, a movie that's with nice. Her. Right. I think I saw that on his Wikipedia before. Yeah, he like directed it like ten years ago or something. Something. Right. But um, he also plays the uh, bookstore dude in the movie that yeah. wears the sub pop shirt. Yeah. Um, Just a billboard for douche. <laughs> <laughs> we would please like you to subscribe to the show on iTunes and give us a rating and review if possible. We're really uh with this kind of energy, I don't see why anyone <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Some level of interest in the show. And then uh what else? That's all I have. Stickers. Ugh. <laughs> Well, you made a Someday. lot of big promises with those stickers. And I now do. Ha- just not I really have them in my possession. I, I know. I need to reach out to people, start getting addresses. <laughs> I, I mean, take the scissors out of the package. And, you know, I think another thing that's important to always mention is that we would really like you to um, recommend the show to friends. Please. <laughs> Get that word of mouth going. Yes. Because, I mean, you know, we're happy where we're at, but we could always use a little more. Yeah. As far as downloads. We're not the type of people that just settle. We're ambitious. Well, <laughs> so what can we say about uh, adult world? Yeah, I mean, for me, we ta- I mean, we talked a little bit about where we first knew Emma Roberts from. But for me, this, this, this movie kind of like establishes her as kind of a legitimate actress because there's kind of like this frantic energy to her character that she brings to it that is surprisingly convincing. Yeah, she's great in it. Uh her her character is certainly insufferable but just I mean delusional. Right. Not naive. Yes, not very self-aware. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of an odd uh setup for the movie because typically, you know, this would be like a male part right the idealistic dreamer who's kind of unaware of the realities of life yes and kind of a coming of age story meeting a girl that kind of thing kind of like she's kind of like a lena dunham from girls character the way it starts off where it's like she's very much under you know living at the luxury of her parents uh and then her parents are kind of like, look, you've now spent thousands of dollars on these poetry submissions. That's it. You're cut off. Like, you can live here, but we're not paying for any of this bullshit anymore. you got to get a job. Well, yeah, she's like a recent college graduate, and it's kind of it kind of plays into that idea that I think a lot of people, when they're college-aged and they're graduating from college, and they've ha- kind of had their parents supporting them, you know, paying for college, paying for where they live and their food and their car and their phone and everything. And then, like... Life is great. They've been told their entire life that they need to go to college and that if they go to college, they can be whatever they want and that everything's going to work out, Oh, right, yes. And it's kind of this idea that, like, a lot of people don't... You know, a lot of young people might not understand. Yeah. Is that, like... You get out of college and you're like, I don't even know how to write checks. Yeah, I mean, she basically is um, a poetry major, which, you know, I mean, I can relate to that. <laughs> right, Right yeah. off the bat. The job placement for poetry writers, not great, you would say? Uh, pizza delivery, yeah. typically. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I mean, I think it's more just like 
you know, she got her college degree, but like she's so convinced that she can be a famous poet. Yes. That she's not really considering any other realistic options. She's had she's dark and brooding and, and comes from just like a rough background from, you know, suburbia. <laughs> now we so we start the movie off and she's still in college. It's kind of I'm guessing wrapping up and she's got this little thing with this dude. You know, yeah, this is a pretty wild thing to have happen. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of stolen right from the rules of attraction. Yeah, uh, because it kind of plays into the two characters, uh, Emma Roberts uh, playing Amy in this and then Shannon Sossman's character in the rules of attraction where they're kind of these idealistic dreamers but like also very sexually inexperienced and then they find themselves in a sexual experience with the person that they want to but then it turns into this horrific thing with like a hidden person trying to film them and it is stunning it's quite a brazen move by this dude to just let two it's because it's actually two dudes in the closet isn't it (laughs) yeah it's a it's not just a guy filming it it's a whole production crew and uh, she only gets to, I think she takes her shirt off and is just standing there in her bra. And that's when she uh, realizes something's going on in the closet and takes off. Now, obviously upset, but, you know, it seems like the dude is kind of going to get out of this without really anything happening. Except that she's like pissed. But then he proceeds to follow her down the stairs where there's like a house full of people and he just starts making fun of her to everybody <laughs> it's like dude you should just be happy that she's not like pressing charges or something yeah i mean i don't know i guess they were trying to up the ante for the embarrassment factor for her right to r- really make this you know a negative thing it's like um, this would be like if you worked at a store and you caught someone shoplifting and then they just start making fun of you to everyone else in the store <laughs> instead of just being happy that you're not calling the police which also I can kind of relate to. <laughs> yeah, but this was this is kind of like the first little teaser of like one of her comedic meltdowns where she starts smashing something and like yelling. Right. And it's yes. very funny because... She becomes very unhinged very quickly. You know, Emma Roberts can't be more than like 75 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's just this little ball of fury. Right, yes. But it's it's kind of done to comedic like effect the little a girl of from Logan. She just like, um, rips that dude's head off. So this is kind of, it's almost like inconsequential to the actual plot. No, like no, This whole right. beginning part. Other than to kind of establish for later on when she kind of reveals that she's a virgin, which also seems kind of like tacked into this story and not really what this story's about. And unbelievable, maybe. <laughs> I guess it kind of plays, that that whole all, you know, ties in with her kind of like naive, idealistic yes. ideas right. and stuff. And she's, you know, not really experienced all that much of life, um, which, you know, she'll be remind- she'll be forced to confront that later. But the bottom line is, it, line is she graduates from college and she doesn't have a job and her parents kind of, you know, force her into a situation where uh, she's going to have to get a job and she ends up taking a job at a small sex shop called Adult World. Now, this whole movie is uh, filmed on location in Syracuse, New York, and I would say not really an advertisement to come live in Syracuse, New York. No. It's just like decrepit buildings. I mean, the porn store that she's going to to uh, apply for a job, it, it looks condemned. 
Yeah. It doesn't look like there's anything operating inside there. Well, I mean, you know, clearly they didn't want to have to use like a real right. store. Yes. So they just kind of mocked up a storefront out of this place uh-huh. or whatever. But yeah, I mean, they, they filmed this in about three weeks in Syracuse uh, in the winter. So it's really right. bleak. Yeah. <laughs> um, this whole situation with her, star- obviously, I mean, in case for some of our slower listeners, <laughs> you know, it's a really heavy-handed, yes, you know, title of the movie, Adult World, and then the the store being called Adult World of yeah. the double meaning, obviously, so, yeah. of her being now. We'll an put adult. that together for you. That kind of makes me like wince a little bit because eh. it's so like yeah. oh, like in your face. But um, this whole situation is kind of weird. So she like, she, of course, initially she's deterred and doesn't want, and she runs away from the the uh, sex store, but then comes back whenever. She realizes that she can't really get a job. The whole uh, situation when she first starts there is kind of strange, though, because doesn't she basically, like, run away from home at one point and then just yeah start living with... Well, no, her parents kick her out at some point is what happens. Do they actually kick her out? I yeah. thought she just said that. No, they kick her out after... Because the whole thing... This is like jumping ahead, but when her car is stolen, she apparently like got rid of the theft insurance or something to use the money to send out more of those applications or something. And her parents are like pissed. Yeah, but I, I for some reason I thought she just like ran away and then Maybe. was like later claiming that they kicked her out. That's possible. Maybe my memory because it kind of is like she just like storms away. I mean, they're mad at her, but she just like runs away and That's, doesn't come okay. back. Yeah, or something. Yeah, and at some point they do want her to come back. So it's very like that's that's my whole point though. Right. It's like very odd. Yeah. It's like what is happening? They don't really seem very concerned about where she is at any point. Yes. Uh, even <laughs> and then though, later her parents are just reintroduced back to the plot as if nothing happened. Yeah, and they're having like a party for. Her. Uh, I mean, her parents definitely. Her dad makes it clear that he doesn't want her hanging out down in the city after dark. Which she, you know, points out is racist, <laughs> which is one of the legitimate laughs for me in this movie. So while she's um, starting up at this uh, adult world, like she, it's it's all kind of like, like kind of going back through this plot is making me like realize like how like kind of contrived some of this is. Because oh, she yeah, just like right. finds a book of poetry in a car that's full of books that happens to be this guy yeah. named Rat Billings. Who is supposedly her favorite author. No, I don't think she knew who he was until that moment. Okay, gotcha. So she reads this book, falls in love with his work. He happens to live in Syracuse. Right. Like, he's had some... I guess he's from Syracuse, but he's had some success as a poet. He's a professional poet, and he just lives in Syracuse in some kind of shitty house. Now... Rat Billings is played by John Cusack, and his author photo on the back of his book is his, like, screenshot from... Better off dead. Oh, okay. I didn't realize um, that. <laughs> yeah. So then she sees that he's doing like a signing like at a store. Above his head. And then while she's at this signing, when she's out in the parking lot and then trying to like talk to him after this, he runs out of the signing like away from her because she's like a crazy person. <laughs> he just abandons the signing. There's tons of people in line for some reason. Yeah. And then like her car is stolen like right in front of her, which is kind of funny. Right. But like now, I did think about this too. Like, I don't really know what happens if your car is stolen, other than you call the cops. Is that insured? Yeah, I think so. Like that, you'll just get like a settlement if your car is stolen. Yeah, 
Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> so, yeah, and then obviously she's she hasn't been paying the car insurance because she canceled it. Right. And this... To s- submit more things. Inspires a fight with her parents. and Where she's either kicked Either kicked out, out or leaves because she's mad at them. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, it's kind of a vague, murky thing that happens with her parents. And then she ends up living with a transvestite that she works with named well, Rubia. R- works with questionable. I mean, the tranny only really shows up at Adult World. Like, our first introduction is she, the tranny is giving a haircut to the dude that she I don't know with. if we're supposed to say tranny. Oh, sorry, transvestite. <laughs> or trans woman, as this says here. Oh, okay. Well, this says she briefly moves in with a co-worker before finding her own apartment. Okay, Rubia, yeah. So this is someone that she had just met like well, earlier in that same day. Basically didn't just really follows. S- didn't really seem to like her. Right, and she doesn't really know where to go. So they just start mess- uh, mentioning like a bus route, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'll just jump on that. But she's not going anywhere. And then Rubia gets off the bus, and she continues to ride the bus until it like loops back around, and she gets off at the same stop. <laughs> and then she just knocks on Rubia's door and is like, hey, can I crash here? So the whole like film kind of hinges upon this uh, dynamic in the relationship between uh, Amy and her favorite poet, the local living Rat Billings. Right. His real name, obviously, not a pen name. <laughs> <laughs> and... She's got all of these, you know, hopes and dreams and aspirations kind of like tied up in becoming like this poet. And now she's got her hero at, you know, right at her fingertips. And he, of course, is very uh, put off by her incessantly following him around, showing up at his house, right. bothering him, asking him questions. He kind of like has a a cold aura to him wears black all the time always wearing a jacket and a scarf and a beanie even in the comfort of his own home <laughs> well yeah i mean you could maybe surmise that there's he's, no he's heat. not making enough yeah. money <laughs> i mean how much money could the, he may be making as like a poet i mean i don't know uh, i don't know yeah but like and whose success seemingly was 25 years earlier yeah eventually though she manages <laughs> she manages to convince him to let her be his maid. Well, now, yeah. She well, starts she, saying protege. Well, yeah, but... she phrases it as protege, but then she's like, well, I'll come over and clean your house. And that's <laughs> when he's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I can mentor you then. <laughs> yeah, like this really hot, like 22-year-old girl wants to just start showing up and cleaning my house. Okay. Suddenly, she doesn't seem as annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they... Obviously, this this story could have gone a lot of different ways. They They don't really portray uh rat to be like a lecherous character like he's ever really yeah he's not like a full-on like creep or anything yeah he's definitely not like sexually interested in her even though she does at one point throw herself at him yeah she kind of demand that he have sex with her (laughs) dresses up she like dresses up and looks like ridiculous and comes over and puts on this whole little performance in an attempt to seduce him which ends with her throwing up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in front of him yeah so fine like her ultimate goal is to have rat read her poetry and then offer assistance offer uh advice you know yes. to, to, to help mold her and make her into this i guess show her the route that it takes to become a professional poet but ultimately you know 
when he does finally like read her work, he uh, offers to put her in this anthology that he's working on. And that's kind of like pretty exciting for her. The best thing, yeah. I mean, her reaction to this is hilarious, over the top celebration. Well, it's not like she's been published in anything, right? Well, that's the whole thing. She sent out all of these uh, submissions to all these magazines and whatnot, and they've all been rejections. Yeah, they're all like, "Thanks, but no thanks." <laughs> kind of like a lot of the podcast networks that we've sent this <laughs> yeah, podcast okay. to in hopes of joining. <laughs> All the while, she's kind of... Yeah, whose house can we clean to get on a network? (laughs) (laughs) Mark Maron. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The whole time that this is all going on, she's kind of started up like kind of a... I guess you would call it like a friendship with uh, Alex, the manager of Adult World. The manager of this huge staff. It's like, who was he in charge of before she started? Rubia. Yeah, I guess. Who I guess works there. One of the things that's great about when she starts the job too is the it's the the owners are these like this old couple. Cloris Leachman is one of them, right. yes. And uh I don't know who Cloris Leachman is, as I just say right and keep going, <laughs> but uh so but they're telling her about the job. I mean I, I don't know how much this is paying, but it obviously is very low. Probably minimum wage. Uh but they say that they offer health insurance. Yeah. That's kinda like a weird like insane. Throw in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh, I mean it's pretty apparent that uh Amy doesn't really take the job super serious and kind of oh, acts no. like she's above it. Yeah. Um, I mean she's a legitimate writer. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you know, this results in Alex firing her when she kind well, of someone's just robbing the store and she's just standing there not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, cuz she's not constantly... unlike some jobs you've had in your life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when you put me Have on that, that back register at uh, Media Play at Ross Park Mall, when I was just like isolated alone back there, and people were just walking by, like <laughs> holding like DVD players and the alarms going <laughs> off, and I'm just watching them and then lo- going back to whatever I was doing. Yeah. And then so another employee runs to the back and is like, did that guy pay for that? I'm like, oh, I thought he paid for it up front. <laughs> Just refusing to do anything about yeah. it. Once she kind of gets this uh, offer to be in this anthology, I mean, she's kind of wrapped up in that. Well, yeah, and she's like, I've made it now. So Who cares about this? This was just my job. It's like uh, when you hear stories about actors getting like their first big like paying gig like that's basically going to change their lives, and they were like working at some restaurant at the time. And they basically, they'll be like waiting at a table and they'll just be like, well, I quit or whatever and just like abandon it. I mean, that's how she feels. This is on that level. Right. Even though it's not even clear she's really going to get any money for this. <laughs> but the the film is kind of strange here, though, because there really isn't anything like like overt that actually happens here. It's kind of just like, well, she gets fired and then she's kind of like mad about it. But then she's like, oh, well. Yeah. I kind of I guess I kind of liked Alex, so I mean there's a lot of pieces moving around and it's hard to get all the order straight because she's actually moved into a different apartment too. Uh there's Which whole, is yeah, but I mean all most of that stuff seems irrelevant. Who cares? Yeah, you don't Because uh, some of those characters just disappear by the end right. of the movie. Shannon Woodward. Yeah, she's not even in like the party scene later. Yeah. So it's kind of like well, what happened to her? I don't know. <laughs> uh Yeah, I mean <laughs> I will say this. Adult World is kind of fun. Uh, it kind of has some valid points. And I, I think, like, 
uh, both Emma Roberts and John Cusack are both pretty good in it. Yeah, and I mean, there's some good jokes. But it's, it's kind of got this like loose, kind of fly-by-night feeling right. to a lot and of I it, where you're like, well, what is the... It's got this awkwardness atmospherically, too, where it's just like, you. Could, it's just not tied together all that, all that well. So she goes back and apologizes, and Alex just rehires her, and then they kind of begin hanging out a little bit. Right. Well, I will say this for Alex, though. He's definitely been, you know, speaking of the Shannon Woodward character... He's been carrying a torch for Emma Roberts because at one point he's over at the house with Emma Roberts and Shannon Woodward and Shannon Woodward's like putting the moves on him and he's kind of like brushing her away a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say it was the moves. She's just like hanging all over him. Trying <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's kind of just subtle, like, hey. Right? <laughs> uh, and that's that's actually the point where Emma Roberts just abandons the party to go over to try and seduce Rat. Right. <laughs> What a lucky girl to try and seduce a man named Rat. (laughs) (laughs) So shortly after she comes back to adult world, uh, Amy is offered a birthday party by her mom, who just suddenly is back into the story. Right. And I think the parents are happy. She's got the apartment. She's got the job. So it's like, you know. Yeah, maybe she's finally like, you know, turning a corner. Right. I mean, I will say that, like, the only thing that Amy's kind of doing wrong or differently than like most college recent college grads is just her, you know spending all this money on these submissions and kind of acting like right there's an endless amount of money that can go towards this and funding this career she's just finished school so she's got like i mean she's up to her eyeballs in debt and has never worked before yeah so you know kind of a big hill to look up at life from there well, yeah, and I think also in, the, in these kind of situations, I mean, I'm not like absolving her of any responsibility, but it, it it kind of it definitely seems like her parents didn't prepare her for this. Yeah, you end up, I think you end up in a situation like that because of the path you've been on. Oh, I and would agree. Yeah, you've you're not aware really of how things really are and how they're yes, going to really work. I know. Once it you is get weird. Out of college. Um. So at this birthday party in front of like all of her new friends, including Alex and Rubia, and uh, <laughs> bringing the transvestite to the party, to, and this is always I always like this part. Just like Amy's dad just bringing uh, the transvestite out front, <laughs> Rubia. Like, aren't they like hanging out, doing something, They're playing play, basketball? Play, yeah, playing basketball. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man, that would be like my dad. <laughs> So Rat ends up showing up at the party, and as a gift, he gives her a copy of the poetry and anthology that he's featured her work in. Right. And the title of the anthology is Shit Poems, an Anthology of Bad Verse. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Shit podcast? Network coming soon? <laughs> this kind of completely catches Amy off guard. Yeah, she was not ready for this. <laughs> and you know, obviously the humiliation that this is happening in front of her parents and friends, you know, um had Rat like left before she opened it? Yeah, because Oh yeah, which is he just shows up to the party with, with the, like this this laughing Asian, Asian woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Amy, I guess, you know, to help not to help, but to deal with this situation, just storms out of the party, hops in her parents' minivan, and dr- and drives over to confront Rat at his house. Right. Which is a really hilarious scene. The big showdown of the movie, really. Yeah. <laughs> she's had enough. She's really kind of, like, been nice to him. She's cleaning his house. She's 
done anything that he wants. And she really feels like he deceived her here. Yeah, I mean, they have kind of a full-on shout fest. And he... She, well, the funniest part for me is when she like threatens to hit him with the guitar, <laughs> the fake guitar swing, but yeah, then and then jumps backwards back. a few steps and just starts smashing it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is great. You know, she has some harsh words for him, you know, kind of oh. calling him a has been and whatnot, right? And then she goes home and does like a couple of sad suicide attempts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Including uh, asphyxiating herself with a plastic bag from Adult World. Right. (laughs) And just like the great shot of her trying to stick her head in the oven. Also very reminiscent of the James Vanderbeek. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say the James Vanderbeek false suicide attempts. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. A lot of connection there. Um, But again, and I hate to be like overly critical, kind of like when she's fired from Adult World, we kind of have... Just a easy, unexplained, peaceful kind of solution to everything. Where she's like the next day, she just kind of goes back over. Right. She got over the suicide thing very quickly. Yeah. I mean, she's just like, hey, you know, whatever. And then they kind of, Rat kind of explains that, like, look, you haven't lived life at all yet. He's like, I don't know. To write about. He's like, I don't know if you're a shit writer or a great writer. It's like, you're, you haven't done anything. You haven't experience life you could become all you a great do writer. is like write words based off of like non-existent feelings <laughs> and she kind of decides that he's not the be-all and end-all and he no, she tells him he's not a to, loser he's not yeah she tells him not to take himself so seriously and then you know kind of where this whole thing has been leading with her and alex they finally you know have sex and Start become dating. like a couple she gets to his apartment. It's like real weird scene going on there. It's just like <laughs> portraits and shit all over the place that he's been drawing. If I was her, I'd be like, this is fucking weird, dude. <laughs> but she decides that, you know, they should do like a gallery for him. Yeah, I mean. She's like real supportive. <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't know. Is there anything like more annoying than like a dude that's into like painting? I can't think of anything. <laughs> It's just like, oh my god. Yeah, I've been in apartments like this in my life, like this, where you just walk in and it's just like, it's just like ghost, like the clay spinning table. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like the dude's apartment in Blade Runner, with right? The toys. Yeah. It's just like, what oh, is what is going on? I know. In here? You know that dude is like into some weird shit. <laughs> Although Alex, to his credit, is very like humble about his life and very kind of like comfortable. I guess humble isn't the right word. I mean, so yeah, no, that's what's right. he gonna do? Be cocky about how much of a loser he is? Well, he's he's very he's kind of the polar opposite, right. Of how we kind of perceive Amy. We don't really know what Amy's talent level is because we don't really experience her poetry very yeah, much. Yeah, he doesn't firsthand. really have like these crazy expectations of who, like he's like, okay, I'm a manager at Adult World. That's my job. I'm not like embarrassed about that. Yeah, and well, for him, the painting is like a private hobby, right? He doesn't really have any aspirations of it. Where I think, I think Amy ultimately Amy's is a very likable person, and you can kind of get around her flaws very easily. But one of her most noteworthy flaw is that even her pursuit of this career in writing and career in poetry seems to be motivated by a desire to be famous. Right, and that's kind of it's not really harped upon or anything. And it, and like I said, I think she's. She's a likable character, and I think she is supposed to be likable. Yeah, yeah. But like, 
it's kind of one of her. She just has no clue. Her downfalls is that like her ideas about like um, writing and pursuing a career in that field is this kind of quest for fame more than than anything else. Right. Yeah. And validation. You know, Alex is nothing like that with his um, artwork. One of the things that she had done earlier in the film, kind of as a joke. But after a recommendation from Alex, which she blew off at first, which she submitted a an entry to an erotica magazine. What is it called? I can't remember. La yeah. Passion or well, something? He, yeah, because he kind of uh, suggests that she do this. And he's kind of like excited about it. When And she's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, the I'm going to vamp here for a second while I look this up because I think it's actually worth quoting this specifically. <laughs> yeah. The uh, tagline to her uh, submission to Le Passion. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I mean, we should mention that uh, this movie kind of started the uh, <coughs> relationship between Emma Roberts and uh, Evan Peters, one that's kind of been oh. marred in its own kind of controversies. Wait, this is the dude? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that this was the dude. No, that no, you... I didn't know that was the dude. Oh yeah, she's. This is the guy that she's so, been dating yeah, off mean, and I on, the whole, and engaged like, to twice. The thing with the uh, the whole sequence with the guitar, where she fakes hits it, and then like like the rage. I mean, that's a little like glimpse into reality. I mean, if the the dude was Evan Peters and not John Cusack in that scene. Uh yeah, I mean, for people who might not know, I mean. Emma Roberts and her boyfriend, Evan Peters, uh, who have been engaged no less than tw- two times, uh, they were staying at a hotel in Montreal. Is this, is she, does she have, like, shades of Jennifer Love Hewitt? I don't know. <laughs> like, what's going on there? <laughs> Maybe shades of, like, Alicia Silverstone from The Crush. I don't know. Uh, she, They were staying at a, a hotel in Montreal, I think in, like, 2014, and the police were called after neighboring rooms heard like what was clearly like a fight going on between two people and uh at it when they showed up the person arrested was her (laughs) yeah now stunning thing yeah uh i don't know obviously she was like punching him and biting him apparently she like later on she had uh bruises on her legs so it seemed like there was a lot of back and forth (laughs) going on that's a joke Uh, this has already been like a super insensitive episode with me saying tranny, uh, so <laughs> try to steer clear from here. But was, yeah, uh, I mean it was, they have like a very uh, passionate relationship, according to uh, people in the know. Oh, and okay, yeah, like pas- very that's, like that's uh, what people say. Yeah. So yeah, then they got engaged shortly after that. Usually, and then when, they broke up, and then as recently as January of 2017, when they're when people they got are re-engaged, scre- people are screaming f bombs at each other. That's when their friends describe them as passionate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of passion that couple. Now, yeah, obviously, uh, which is insane because as I pointed out, she's got to be like. 75 to 80 pounds. <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine yeah, how, what she's like in one of um, these fights. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like, look, obviously, like, uh, domestic abuse is a horrible thing. I'm not <laughs> making any controversial statements there. Oh, boy. Well, here we go, though. I don't know. There's something that gets me going a little bit when these girls are just, like, beating these dudes up. <laughs> I just love it a little bit. It just shows how much she cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would uh, just love to see her beat the shit out of this dude. <laughs> so Amy's synopsis for her online submission to La Passion magazine. A young girl coming into her own sexuality finds herself in a tricky situation. She works at a store where the stock boy is red hot. She takes the plunge and proposi- propositions him for sex. Will he go for it? Will he be good? How big will his penis really be? <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> It's quite a not unlike the things that I'm reading or and writing. I, <laughs> yeah, true. I have a couple of submissions. I'm waiting to hear back from La Passion. <laughs> You'll be like running in the room. I'm published. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she finds out that the magazine is going to publish her now. Now, and who would you? She and uh, Alex go to a party to celebrate together. Uh, I'm just thinking, who would you rather? be dating and like get into like have her beat you up emma roberts or hope solo (laughs) uh emma roberts yeah no kidding it's like well hope solo could probably legitimately hurt me pretty bad choke slam the shit out of you yeah (laughs) so the movie kind of the movie ends with uh amy reading shit poems and you know kind of having a a wry smile on her face about it Apparently, there's an after credits epilogue that I've never seen because I'm reading oh, that yeah, right who, here. Well, like I said, I mean, who would stick through the credits? Zach for Zach knows me to complain about the length of movies often. This the runtime on this movie is only an hour and a half, but I will say it's the longest hour and a half movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I won't say that. I mean, I've definitely <laughs> sat through some things, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of a strange movie in that like not really a whole lot happens, right? Uh, <laughs> I guess in the epilogue, she becomes like a well-known poet, and then Rat is reading a poetry magazine with her picture on the cover, and then she's shown like in a bookstore, like rearranging the, her poetry book so it's like more prominent on the shelf, and that's <laughs> yeah, like kind of how right. it ends. Um, so it's kind of a cute little happy ending for the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, Syracuse looks like a real <laughs> nice place. I've spent some time there. I don't remember it being like this much of a dump, but <laughs> now, it, yeah, obviously, I think the filming locations were, you know, the, the city of Syracuse was probably like, yeah, you can have permits for these areas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like Emma Roberts has definitely had like an interesting career, though, in that she's oh, been yeah. in a lot of movies like this that are kind of very under the radar, right? And yeah. most people don't know about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know cool. if it's really a, a a good ambition to have as an actress, but it's cool uh, that both her and John Cusack are in this movie. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, it seems like the script probably was like pretty decent. There's some good laughs in there, but yeah, it you can definitely tell it's not like. Well, I think a lot of it was a lot of Emma Roberts' parts were like kind of ad libbed, from what I was reading. It, oh, okay, yeah, because she I does kind of seem to right. be like reacting Off to things cuff, like yeah. very strangely sometimes or whatever. Probably, yeah. That's like a pretty prop- popular uh, filmmaking method these days, too. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> mumblecore. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, not anything with like a budget though. No, 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 no. <laughs> they can't risk right that kind of yeah. Anything else to add about Adult World? We're keeping it nice and tight and short this week. No, I think that's it. I mean, once people don't want us to get like too in detail about these movies that they'll never see. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we we post episodes kind of knowing that, yeah, most people aren't really familiar gonna, with this one. Yeah, it's this probably one, this not going to get the kind of downloads <laughs> that some of the other ones do. This one's not really going to move the needle, but... I will know. say this, though. 
I would highly recommend people keeping an eye on our iTunes feed, though. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Big things coming soon. I know we promise that often, and you're often let down. <laughs> but it could one of these times, something cool could happen. <laughs> it might just pay off to yeah. listen to this. Um, I do like Adult World, though. I will say, uh, I've watched it several times, as much as I'll trash it here and there. And yeah, I it's, think it's very it. rewatchable and... I, I mean, yeah, maybe it doesn't stick with you, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you'll have complaints about it, but uh, most of the scenes between Emma Ro- I mean, Emma Roberts just really shines in it for me. She's good throughout it. Agreed. So follow the show on Twitter, at Greatest Pod. Uh, please subscribe and tell your friends. And Thank you for listening. Thank you for the, the, the support. Uh, it really does mean a lot to us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll keep doing our best. Hopefully, you know, not... We like to mix in, you know, the right. type of movies that we do. Some are going to be more popular than others. Right. Much to the complaints of several people. But, uh, <laughs> Our fans really have a lot of complaints. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. That's okay. They're like us. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, that'll do it for uh, this week, and we'll see you next time. Peace. on Urshan's accounting firm and I found some pretty interesting stuff. It turns out that Gretchel and Dawson has... Hold on, I'm up. I gave my love to Erin She promised to be true I went to war to come back and find five British soldiers had their way with her It was consensual Done? Gretchel and Dawson accounting firm <laughs>